Um, let us begin, Be'ezus Hashem, and continue our quest into a little bit of Hilchas Chanukah. So, we spoke a little bit about, previously, about when to light, where to light, in some way. Of course, there's endless amount of different sheeters and different ideas of where to light. And obviously, when people come in with shadows of, can you tell me where to light, please? It doesn't work that way. There needs to be pictures. You need to see. You need to understand. Every entrance is different. Every every kinisa has... You know, it's a show. In Chutz, it's like the windows, like as in, whatever, the door, table, whatever. But here in Eretz it is a little bit more complicated. But... Um, and I can you get to your local Orthodox rabbi, you'll figure it out where to light Hashem. Hopefully before Purim we'll get to your Shaila, we'll talk about it. Now let's talk about some of the other Shailas that we have to get to. And that is, uh, one of the Shailas we mentioned was the Issa Hano. That we know, Shulchan Aruch in the beginning of Simon Tofeshayin Gimel says that there's an Issa to benefit from the candles. That means that it is actually forbidden for a person to have any Hano from the neighbors of Hanukkah, it's completely opposite to Shabbos Kodesh. Shabbos Kodesh Faket, the whole Indian is Dafka to have Hanor. That's the whole reason why we light Shabbos candles, is Shalai Koshal, Shalom Besa, whatever it is in the Gemara, but the idea is to get Hanor. Over here, the idea is not to get Hanor. We don't want to get Hanor from the candles. We simply want to light them, the cover the mitzvah, the cover the nez, whatever it is, Pesumanis of the Chole. Now, the Mishnah <coughs> brings two reasons. The Mishaburah says two reasons why we're not allowed to have Hanar from the candles. Number one, it says the Eilig Chovetz Chaim. It shows clearly I'm lighting them Lutzorich Mitzvah and not for my personal Hanar, which you have to remember is probably, was probably more applicable, Yudullah, in the days of Chazal when they didn't have electric lights and candles were normal things that they used to light. So when they lit a candle, it was like, oh, I guess you need to read or I guess you need to write or I guess you need to see something. So when you lit the Hanukkah menorah, it had to be clear that you were not doing it for that purpose. If you don't get Hanar, then you show that that clearly is the purpose. Nowadays, obviously, it's a little bit more difficult because nobody generally is lighting candles, right? So if you light candles, I don't think it looks so much like you're doing it for Hanar, but I'll upon him, that's one of the reasons that the Mishaburah tells us. And the second reason the Mishaburah says is because it came from the men in the Beis HaMikdosh. In the Beis HaMikdosh, of course, we know that it was also to have Hanar from the Nair in the Beis HaMikdosh. Therefore, it's also to have Hanar from the Nair of Hanukkah. And that means, <coughs> Mishaburah asks Akasha, and he says, but don't we light more lights than we need to light? In other words, we learned previously that the Ikka Mitzvah is really one light. So on day number two and onwards, I'm lighting automatically more than I need to anyway. So why can't I, on day number two, let me have Hanor from the candles? Because anyway, I'm lighting two, which only Mahajan and Mahajan. Mahajan and Mahajan, let me have Hanor. Chavetz Chaim says, no, it doesn't make a difference. Each night also has its mitzvah, and that's the mitzvah of that night, Mahajan and Mahajan. Mamela, even on the second night and onwards, you cannot get any Hanor whatsoever. By the way, Hanor over here does not only mean L'tzorich Chol, like the Lashon of Chazal, which is counting money, doing something mundane. But even something that's got Kedusha, let's say I want to say to Hillel, or let's say I want to learn, or let's say I want to do something that's Sorech Mitzvah, right, Suda Shabbos, whatever, it's still going to be awesome for a person to do that. Using it, says the Yorach HaShulchan, is a bizoyan to the Mitzvah. So a person cannot use it whatsoever. The Prichadosh asked the Kasha, does that mean that even distant Hanaz also, that means, do I have to close my eyes when I, like, sort of, I shouldn't, I shouldn't look at the cat, like, how does it work? So the Prichadosh says, which is also a Shatzim, which is also a Shari Tshuva, says very clearly that distant Hanaz is no problem whatsoever, and you can look at it and forget you meant to look at it, and it does Kavalagazir Zachan Al for anyone that looked at something they shouldn't look at. Look at the candles helps that tremendously. But Akaponim distant Hano is a Kavaldiga Hano, and that's okay. But we're talking about Hano in a physical way of seeing something which I couldn't have done beforehand. Somebody asked once, Rabbi Nisan Karel at Zatzel, 
So in Eretz Yisrael, when people have glass boxes, right, people buy glass boxes, they put them outside, the top of the box gets very, very hot, right, oh, especially on the eighth night, right, or even on the, you know, fourth night, fifth night, you've got, you know, a bunch of candles in a small, small place, especially if you're sharing it with two people. The top of the box gets boiling hot, totally, right? So somebody once asked from Nissan Karelitz, I would like to warm up my donut while I'm outside. It's good to have a nice, warm, fresh donut. So you take the donut, which is stale, and you put it onto the top of the box, right? <laughs> that was the omdana. All right, so you put it on top of the box and you want to heat it up, right, Yosef? I don't want to, it's geschmack to have a nice warm jam, jelly. It's geschmack to have that, right? Amayla, is that called Hanar from the neighbors? So, Lamaisa, Mr. Karela says, I'll paskin that that will be awesome. That you're not allowed to, that's called getting Hanar from the neighbors. That is from, they once asked from Chaim Kenevsky's that cell, are you allowed to take pictures by the neighbors? Or is that considered to be Hanar from the nearest. And Rav Chaim said there is no problem with that whatsoever. That is absolutely fine. In fact, they asked Rav Ozna Zatzal that they used to have candles, maybe they still do, that used to um, give off like a nice smell. So you used to light them and at the same time they gave off like a nice geschmack smell. Okay? So are you allowed to... Ah, you'd have to smell those nice candles, or is that considered to be anor? And if it was not that muta, that you are allowed to smell those candles, okay? So that is number one, legabe, the halachas of anor. Let's move on, Rabbi Isai. Ruven, you ready? Nel and ne'er. Are you allowed to light? Now, in a minute, we'll decide, we'll go to the halachas of what happens if a candle goes out. Samacha, good morning. It's an afgamina, whether it goes out b'shas adloka or after adloka, we'll talk about it. But in the meantime, can I light one candle to another candle? Sometimes it's so much more gishmak than lighting a match or starting with a shamash. I'll just take one candle, I'll just dip it with the other one, and there I have, Ben, I have two candles that are lit. Am I allowed to light miner and So the Shulchanach again, Tofeshain, Dalit, Sifalab, says very clearly, <clears throat> Even though some hold its muta to light minel and from candle to candle, the halacha is, and the Ramah paskins, that the minig is, as I paskin the Ramah, the minig is that we do not light minel and when it comes to Hanukkah, even though other mitzvahs we generally would light from. By ne Hanukkah, the uh, Ramah paskins, that we do not do that. And, um, that, that, that's what it is. And he, the Ramah brings a whole shot because Be'ikadin is only one is the mitzvah, and therefore I can't light from the other one. Fine, whatever it is. Now, for all the above reasons that we have just been speaking about in the last few minutes, that's the reason why the Shulchan Aruch and Tafishan Gimel says that a person should light a shamash. That's the reason we should light an extra candle, which is normally specifically separated from the rest of the candles, either by height or by distance away from the candle, specifically to show that this is not one of the neighbors of Hanukkah. This is a shamash, right? And the shamash is specifically done so that now, if I do have Hanukkah, I'm having Hanukkah from the shamash. And having Hanukkah from the shamash is absolutely fine without any problem whatsoever in that case. I guess if it was possible to have Hanukkah from the shamash alone, then maybe it would be okay. So then obviously not then. Meaning if, if one candle would not do what you need to accomplish, and six of them do, then you're getting Hanaf on the candles. No, then that's not going to help you. That's not going to help you. But if, for example, one candle or two candles is not going to make a major difference if I can see the text inside, it will help a little bit. But one allows me ready, ready to do that, and that's the Shamash. So once I've gone candle, I can basically see the text. Two makes it a bit more gishmak. So that's the, that's the Tosefas, right? We're not Mukhoyev, according to what you're saying, it would come out that you should light as many shamashim, shamashim as candles, just so that it's like one can get one, but we don't do that, because one, one is enough. Nela, Nelecha, Nela, Meya, the Gemara sells us in Shabbos. Anyway, the point is, that's the reason why we light the shamash. What's that? I, I, I don't know, I don't know what the Bubba ever did, and I don't, I don't know if we're trying to copy that either, because like, you know, you know, I have no idea. 
Dafka closer to him. Yeah. Because you want to get Hanav from it to show the, okay, it could be. We had Rosia Maisara from the Aliga Baba for Reb, I'm not sure which one. And, um, he bought the Shamash. Oh, that was dangerous, no? Okay. Rewind, take that back, cut. Okay? Next. Um, okay, so, so that's where we're at the Shamash. Let's move on, Rabbi Say. There's a Machoikas in the Gemara, everyone here is familiar with the Machoikas. Machoikas in the Gemara in Shabbos Chav Gimel. Whether or not, um, what, what's the psak if a candle goes out? Look it up. What if a candle goes up? It goes out. So we have a machoikis in the Gemara, famous machoikis in the Gemara, which, by the way, all the Muslims for him, you look at the Bnei Saskha, ooh, Dialing of Bnei Saskha is, is, is when it comes to Hanukkah, when it comes to this shtickle over here in the Gemara, Chafalaf and Shabbos, goes gewalt, unbelievable. We pass in Hadloka Isa Mitzvah. Okay? Um, Zevi, you with me? Hadloka Isa Mitzvah means what? Means the mitzvah over here of Hanukkah is not to have candles lit. That's not the mitzvah. Davy. The mitzvah is to light. The lighting is the mitzvah. Okay? Hadloka isa mitzvah means the hadloka is the mitzvah. So for example, one nafkamina, by the way, Ben, means, let's say my halacha is that I need to light outside. It's too cold outside. I don't want to spend time. So I'm going to light inside. I'll light inside. We'll sing. And then I'll take the manure in the box and I'll put it outside. You're not going to be yaitzah then. Why? Because Hadlaka Isa Mitzvah means that the moment you light the menorah, you are now yaitzah the mitzvah. True. There needs to be a minimum share of half an hour that needs to be lit for, but that's just a, ch- a share in the mitzvah. But the mitzvah is Hadlaka Isa Mitzvah. According to that, and again, it's Machaikas in the Gemara, but we paskin la halacha, kofsa ein zokukla. That means if it goes out, you do not have to relight the candle. Rabbi, so listen to this, because this is something that's nagay. You guys are lighting outside. It's windy outside. We'll talk about wind in a minute. One second. Let's just get to the halachas. We'll see very shyly afterwards. Just by the way, to give you a heads up, I'm sure you guys will see it inside. But when you know the Bnei Saskha on this shtickle, his whole usoid of how he understands the Gemara al Pidrush is that in Yiddishkeit, Ben, it's just about trying. That's what it is. I, I lit it, I tried, and that's it. It goes out. That's not my problem. I did the best that I could do. And that's the best that I could do. I, what am I meant to do? I'm not a, well, I, I can't, I can't make it stay lit. Obviously, we're talking about lighting in a place where it could remain lit. I'm not talking about lighting outside in the, in the very big wind and say, well, what can I do? Well, obviously, you knew it was going to go out. I'm talking if I'm lighting in a regular way, Zev, and it goes out, I'm not mochoya to relight it. Kovza in Zakaglav, big Yisoid, Alpi Musa, Alpi Drush, the Heidegger Ben Soscha, Yiddishkeit, just about trying, just do your best, just light the candle, don't worry, do a bunch of we'll do the rest. Anyway, there's a lot to discuss about that, that we're not going to go into. It's all about the Ishtadlis, it's all about trying, right, that's the famous Misa of the guy, two guys had a competition to try and um, climb up the very, very tall buildings, very, very tall building, and uh, I don't know, it was a hundred floors, whatever it was. You can imagine after, I think there was actually a few people actually trying to do this competition. After a few minutes, the first guy after like three stories was like, oh, I haven't breathed, I can't do any sports, I smoke, it's kefel. After three, three stories, he was out. The next guy made it to like number 10, which was pretty good. Then he said, that's it, I'm out. And then a few guys continued. Only one guy made it to the end. And when he got to, when he came back down, they said to him, I don't understand. How do you do this? It was impossible. There's no way you ran up those. St- it's impossible. I, I, I made it to like number f- like 30. How'd you get further? He said, very simple. I got to the floor 35. And there was an elevator after that. I just took the elevator to the top. It was very, very simple. Right? The idea is that you have to try. That's what Yiddish guy is all about. You have to try in life. The Bunchum takes care of the rest, but you have to do your part. That's what this is all about. Anyway, that's already RP Drush that we're not going into now. It's a different Shaila, which we're not going into. Let's move on. The Mr. Brewer says, however, if you light in a place where there is wind and you know it's going to go out, 
then you can't say this pshat and you have to relight it, right? Because then, so it says the Eidek Chovetz Chaim, it's ki'ilu you lit with not enough oil. We know the halacha, by the way, Hadlocha Yisra tells us that if you light with a small amount of oil that would not light for a minimum share of half an hour and you add the oil afterwards, that's not going to be good because Hadlocha Yisra Mitzvah, the Shast Hadlocha, that has to be the share of the mitzvah, which is half an hour. So too, says the Chovetz Chaim, if you light in a place where you know the wind is going to put it out, and it does, then you have to relight it in that case. You can't say in that case over there, um, in, that, in that case over there. Okay, so that that's going to be the halacha over there. Erev Shabbos, by the way, you had a question? No, without a bracha. Very good question. Excellent question. Well, I want to talk about that in a minute. Very good question. Excellent. One before we get to there, Erev Shabbos Kodesh. Erev Shabbos, by the way, is a more interesting shaila because we're lighting much before this month. Because we have to remember, on, on Erev Shabbos, you're lighting, in fact, in Yushalayim, we know the minig of Yushalayim, which, by the way, comes from very interesting sources, which we're not going into now, is to light 40 minutes before this month. 40 minutes before Shkia is this month at Lokos Aneris. As far as I'm aware, there's nowhere in the world that has a month of 40 minutes before. Most places are Pithyure and whatever, we're not going into that, is 18 minutes before. Right, go look in most places in Chutzloretz, it's 18 to 20 minutes, they write at Lokos Aneris before this month. And in most places in Eretz Yisrael, that's the din. In Yerushalayim, it's 40 minutes. How that came about, it's a different shayla. Are you mechoyiv to do in Yerushalayim? Different shayla. What's that? How long from now? No, shkia. We're talking about shkia now. Okay, 40 minutes before shkia is this money in Yerushalayim. Now, if that's the case, when am I lighting Neiris Chanacha? Because at the end of the day, we still need to dava mincha. We still need to do a bit of Kabbalah Shabbos. Things have to go on before before Nacht. So if that's the case, people generally light much closer to this man than they would normally. In other words, even, you know, especially as the man is doing Neiris Hanukkah and the woman is doing um, the Shabbos candles, but people are light much closer to Shkir because they want it to remain lit Shabbos Kodesh. At the, end of the day, at the end of the day, it's very nice to light air of Shabbos, but if they go out after five, ten minutes... Then Shabbos came in and your, your lights weren't lit. You didn't have Hanukkah there. That was done. So that's really the Shaila. What happens if Erev Shabbos, your neighbors go out? Do we say the same thing? Shulchan Aruch says very clearly, in the beginning of Simatofa Shain Gimel, see base, that if it goes down Erev Shabbos, you do not have to relight it. Even though, when Shabbos comes in totally, it's not going to be lit. Says the Mishavuah, what's Pshat? Aye, it's Erev Shabbos, it's not Shabbos, I'm lighting for Shabbos. I'm lighting, for, normally we light Hanukkah Neiris after Nacht, when Nacht comes in, either by Shkia, by Tzais, wherever the time, whatever you hold is this month. Here we're lighting way before that, we're lighting on, we're lighting on day number six, for day number seven, or whenever obviously Hanukkah falls out, you understand what I'm saying, Itzi? Right, I'm lighting early. So why don't I have to relight? Says the Mishra, well, because this is this month. Well, obviously we're not mochoyed to light it on Shabbos Chodesh Chas Fashonim. So Mela, this Erev Shabbos became this man. So Mela, once I light Erev Shabbos, I lit. I was Yitzah. I went out. That's not my problem in that case. Abelamaisa, Mishmur brings a Taz, and that says no. If it's not yet, if you have not yet been the Kabbal Shabbos, then you're mochoyed to relight without a bracha, obviously. Uh, that's how you, the Mishabura brings this taz. And then the Mishabura says it's Roy to relight it on Erev Shabbos. If you are already been Mekabal Shabbos, so you can ask someone else that has not yet been Mekabal Shabbos. That's the Prima Godim, which, by the way, you're allowed to do that in a general way. If you've been Mekabal Shabbos, you can always ask somebody else to do a Malacha for you, which is a whole different Shaila of Amir Yisrael, which we're not going into at this moment of time. By the way, interesting Shaila. Kavza in Zokukla. This that we paskin that if it goes out, I don't have to relight it. Is that one candle or all the candles? Is there enough Kamina Yosef? If one of the candles go out, 
or of all of the candles. Okay? So the general halach is, the Be'alacha brings this in Tafei Shain Gimel, and he says, in order to makai in the Mahajun min Mahajun, I need all of the candles to be lit which means, while I'm lighting, one of them goes out, I have to relight it. Because Hadlaka is the mitzvah, I'm Oisik in the mitzvah, so the calls one of in the mitzvah, I'm still getting the mitzvah, of Hadlaka is the mitzvah. So says the Be'alacha, that if it happens, Bishas Hadlaka, you're lighting four candles, and one of them goes out, then you absolutely should relight it, in that case, even though we passed in Kavza, but from the Be'alacha we see that happens after Hadlaka, then even if all of the lights go out, then you're not M'choyiv to relight. Let's get to Shimon's Kasha. Zeva, you're listening? And that is as follows. The candles were lit. The oil is on. Everything is gewaldic yai. It's moyodic. If it went out within half an hour, relighting it, we don't have to do. What is with the rest of the oil that is inside the cup? The bottle, whatever it is that you're lighting one. So the answer is, is, Shochanor says, Tofish Ayn, Zayn, Sivdalit, it's Huktzele Mitzvasai. That means it was set aside. Huktzele Mitzvasai is a Lashem, we see, it's almost like it's Muktza. Muktza, by the way, is not only a concept of Shabbos, it's a concept we find many times. By the way, I will tell you our Locha, that I believe most women do not know. And that is, or men for that matter as well. Most people do not know this halacha. And that is that when you light candles, when your wife, when she lights candles, so are you listening? When she lights candles, you, the husband, who have not yet been Makabah Shabbos, are not allowed to move the neighbors. It's not Shabbos to me yet. It's not Shabbos. What's the problem? I decided I don't want it on the dining room table. I want it on the side because I'm going to have a couple more guests. You know, it's Mukta. Yeah, but I'm not being a couple of Shabbos yet. It's Huktzala Mitzvosai. Shabbat brings it down. Not for now. But just interesting thing that this Mukta applies even during the week. One of those cases, Yae, is right over here. And that is that once I light and it goes out, the rest of the oil in the bottle, candle, glass, whatever it is that you're lighting, is called Huktzala Mitzvosai and therefore cannot be used for anything else. Which means, by the way, for those of you that are familiar with Yerodeya, Semen Kufyud, or Kufbeis, whatever, Pasch, both of them, is very simple. That if it gets mixed up with other candles, Tully, it will not be bottle after the Be'alef. That means that that will not be bottle. It's, there's no bittle when it comes to these things, right? Okay, anyway, whatever it is, most people have more oil than they need for to light for half an hour. Most people don't have the amount of oil small for exactly half an hour of being lit. They have it for much longer than that, which means that after half an hour, if the candles go out, the neighbors, the oil is allowed to be used. You're even allowed to benefit from it, and our Shem and Akasha, I'm allowed to put it out. So the answer is, Shokhanah, when the Ramah brings it, Tophre Shain Dalit, and that's very simple, that if you need to be able to put it out, for example, let's say you're going out and you're worried that there's Taka, a Chashash of a fire, or who knows what, there's kids around, whatever, and you're not going to be there to supervise, then after half an hour share, you are allowed to, number one, benefit from the candles, and number two, to actually put it out if it is. Now the Mishnah Bruce says that you should not benefit from the candles even after half an hour, because people don't know when you lit. So benefiting from the candles, you should never do, even after the shit. But putting it out, if you need to, then yes, after half an hour. I know personally there are shuls that do that. They like, and they only have a minion, they have no one staying in there, and it's very dangerous, whatever it may be. So they light for half an hour, make sure someone's there for half an hour, and then they put it out, which is fine. There's no problem. Obviously it has to boil, it has to, has to be there for half an hour, this is not in a game. What's that? No. Now, 
uh, staying by the menorah will end with this. We spoke a little bit about it, but I just want to mention the Marmakomus. There's the Makor Chayin, that's from the Chavisyor. The Chavisyor brings down that the Ika Mitzvah, Ika Mitzvah, I'm going to get in trouble for that one, is to remain by the nearest for a minimum of a half an hour to be Masameh for them. It's not enough. So the Heiliger Chavisyor, just to light it, Yetzazan, and leave. And uh, Ramosh Shtambach brings this in Chubis Van Hogas, Chenekalav Semeshin Salitalit, where he brings this, say, look, you see, over 300 years ago, the Heiliger Chavisyor says that the Ika Zach is to be to be tzizama with the candles. It's so what it is. Like the Shaykh Vishayish Ravodah brings down, right? He was not Hasidish. Ta'ika Talmud of the Heilig of Vilna Goin. Shmuel, the Heilig Yisayd Vishayish Ravodah brings down that Lachola Pachos, it's Roy, for a person to be Mayur Rashirim Vepiutim, to Tehillim, to dance, to sing, to be Mesameach, to be Shabbat, to Rabbeinu Shalayim. Talk about the Nisim and the Flyers that the Rabbeinu Shalayim did for a minimum of half an hour by the Heilig Yisayd Vishayish Ravodah. Tomorrow we should continue. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.